What's up, Gorilla Social Workers? Welcome to the Gorilla Social Work Podcast with your hosts, Jeff, La Cama del Fuego, more, and yours faithfully, Mace Warren. Jeff and I are both forensic psychotherapists specializing in clinical treatment of individuals involved in the criminal justice system, and we love sharing our protracted ponderings with all of you. We have a special guest joining us today, Mr. Brett Hoxer. Brett is a certified mental health counselor providing assessment and clinical treatment to adult sex offenders. Our topic of discussion today focuses on pornography. We get into pornography use leading to depression, relationship turmoil, and other challenges, the evolution of pornography, and whether or not it should be considered an addiction. Thanks again for listening, and without further delay, enjoy the show. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks enough like him. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. little voodoo doll, man. He's gotten he's gotten progressively dirtier too. Yeah. Since yeah, our... I'm handling them every week. <laughs> I need to wash my hands. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah. Have you ever seen his keyboard on his computer? My keyboard's no. fine. Oh, no. dude. Uh, try not to because it's a, it's a disgusting mess. It's all lies. Propaganda. <laughs> no, no. All lies. No, it's yeah. gross. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, it's like that. Um, I don't know. what. what it's, I mean, it's like kind of like toe jam all over his keyboard. <laughs> I, I work really hard. Yeah. You know, like well, it's, it's an effort. It's an effort juice. Oh yeah, but it's not juice though. It's, it's sweat. It's a jam. Your fingers sweat when you type, Jeff. I yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's how fast I type. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> I guess my question is always, when does that turn into like goo? Like, I mean, yeah, my when sweat. When does it consolidate? My sweat doesn't turn into goo ever. <laughs> I, I reject the premise. My, it does not turn into goop. It, it stays a nice salty. Do you want to go get dry. your laptop right now? I and will show me uh, the trackpad. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I will show you. Hang I, on. Hang on. Who uses a trackpad? No. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll point. I promise yeah. you, I could take a butter knife and peel that goo that's off. Probably the trackpad. That's probably true. That's probably true. I have had fights with people, Nita, namely, about yeah. using a trackpad. Just like, what? Why? Do you, do you really hate yourself that much? Yeah, to it sucks. Well, when you don't have a mouse available. Yeah, but like, it, it, they're, they suck. They're just worse. Right. Like it's, it's twenty twenty two. You, you can't get a wireless mouse. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, yeah. Way but, more control with a mouse. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like one of. But what if? Yeah, but what if you have nothing to put it on? Well, you guys need an option. Well, no, I put my mouse. I'll, I'll put it where the trackpad is. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you're one of those people. Oh. Huh? Okay. Yes. Smart. Yeah. I've seen that exactly. before. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So, well, welcome back, man. When was the last episode that you had with us? Oh, I don't know. It's been a, been a hot minute. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It was uh, the moral dilemmas. Yeah, oh, what, yeah. Three-ish years ago. Has it been three years? It's been a minute. That doesn't even seem right. Yeah. I know. Damn. We should have had way more episodes by now, too. I know. Yeah. That was like five years. episodes ago. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's, dude, that, that's, a, that's a weird group. Fun group, though. Yeah. It's always kind of, yeah. yeah. We'll have to revisit that. Yeah, exactly. Have some additional moral dilemmas. Yeah, that's, that's, that's always a favorite trend. Yeah. That's good. What? How's it going though, man? Good. Yeah. Obviously, you're not dead from COVID. No. Yeah. No. I've I've uh, managed to avoid that. Gracefully. Did you get it yet? No. I, I, I mean, super knock on wood here. I think uh, I think though the fact that we're 
Like, it's so funny. I have, I have people that tell me, of course, you know, and you know me, I just think it's laziness. People, I got exposed, you know, they're like, I saw somebody on TV that had COVID or I saw, I better take two weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. I saw somebody on TV who played an actor that pretended they had COVID. So I got to take two weeks off. (laughs) CDC guidelines. Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like people talk about exposure, but like, I'm thinking about jail, how we, like we are constantly face to face with, and it's not just no masks. I mean, they're legit. They don't even have any clothes. Like, you know, if they're on the like acute mental health side, it's screw math. You know, we're talking right to them. And I'm like, at one point or another, we, we've had to have been exposed. Absolutely. I mean, no, I know we're exposed, but I want to say we got it. We just didn't know it. I've I've wondered about that. Like I had, so I got tested for antibodies, like about this time last year and mm-hmm. thought for sure it would come up that I, you know, had been exposed. Um, this working three days a week at a county jail and all the things. I, I thought for sure I would have tested positive mm-hmm. for antibodies. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. And then I had, gosh, I got sick like just before Christmas and like thought I was losing my sense of like taste and smell for a minute. Yeah. And kind of freaked out a little bit like, oh yeah. crap. And it was like a Saturday night and I thought if I still feel crappy in the morning i'll go get tested and i felt fine yeah and so was, I, I don't know what that was but maybe i had it for i i don't know i have no idea huh uh, um and i i got tested like shortly after that and it was negative nice have so, you had an antibody test no yeah i i, I was thinking though <clears throat> uh like i got a double a double entendre for it wait i don't even know what is that a double entendre is that the like, double meaning okay yeah double entendre April fool's joke. Okay. And anybody listening to this can be ready for it. So on April fool's, like you have to work on this ahead of time. And for whatever reason, say, Hey, we got to do some testing, so on and so forth, significant other coworker, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then on April fool's, you tell them they came up positive, right? Now you think that's the April fool's, but they're, Oh my God, I got COVID. Oh no, no, no. You came up positive for AIDS. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, what? Gotcha. April nice. fool's. Yeah. Then yeah. punch him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. That doesn't seem like a joke. Ah, uh, just kidding. That'd be funny though. So did you think we're going to get one of those, uh, Joe Rogan misinformation disclaimers oh, on our, now that we're, 100%. yeah, Spotify is going to set us down with about what COVID. <laughs> oh, just at all. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 That's what Instagram does. Like you, yeah. you post anything with COVID, anything like on a story and you for sure get, you get the, yeah. the, the banner. <laughs> yeah. We haven't yeah. said anything bad about it, but we said that we word. Said it. Okay. Yes. You said but, the word thought well, police. Well, hold no. on though. Um, let me just tell you, I love vaccines. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I drink a new one every day. You too, huh? Right. Uh, I, cheers. yes, I have a picture of Anthony Fauci in my, in my, uh, my, my bed, boudoir. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I just, I love, I love everything about it. I was, why don't we just lock down again? Okay. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. Yeah. For a year. Yeah. And yeah. screw like one mask, dude. Right. I, you know, those industrial strength gas masks for like mustard gas. Mm-hmm. I went to Smith and Edwards and got one of those old school ones from world war two. You no, know, you're like, really doing the work there. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Right. I appreciate anyway. you. Yeah. So I, I, I came up with a, I came up with a decent idea for us to kind of talk about today as far as, um, the, uh, some, cause this, 
one of our therapists posted this uh, this uh, it was a news story, a local news story, in one of our channels, and I thought we'd start off with this, but it was it sparked an idea for me to kind of talk about pornography in general because this is something that all of our clients have to deal with on a pretty mm-hmm. regular basis, and I think I get a lot of questions about this um, from just people who don't work in this industry, and they tend to um, they tend to think that for whatever reason, that if you bring pornography into the mix, that, that they, I don't know, like with sex offenders, it's like, it's like gas in the flame. Yeah. 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 Like it's, and, and, um, and it's just, and I guess talking about it just in general, I kind of had some ideas of, of th- seeing where it's come to this point in time and just giving our opinions on this. All so right. you guys down for that? Yeah. So here was, I was looking at this. This is kind of a crazy story though. This was that, um, the ABC four, news thing so uh so the headline is woods cross police now have a canine trained to sniff out child sexual assault look at that okay let's see what these guys have to say i know what they're doing here but that's such a weird title Uh Uh (laughs) or news all right well when it comes to fighting pornography Woods, woods cross police and operation underground railroad have a unique way to crack down on crime Now this is incredible to me. We are talking about the dog you see right here, this lab, his name's Flash. With me though, we have JC Holt with Operation Underground Railroad and Detective Kimberly Burton with Woods Cross Police. Thank you both for joining us and also Flash. By the way, shout out to uh, Operation Underground Railroad. That's right. Tell us what this is, a porn sniffing pooch. What does this even mean? You can explain, Detective. Yeah, so Flash is an electronic storage detection dog. Uh So he actually sniffs out small, electronic devices that store information such as cell phones, iPads, flash drives, SD cards, hard drives. So anything that contain information. So we use them in uh, child exploitation cases or cases that might contain child pornography and he can sneak out or seek out the devices and then we can inspect them further upon that. Okay, and he's really unique. There are only how many of these types of trained dogs in the police force. So in Utah, he is the only, he's only the second dog that is in service. So right now Weber County has one. And so he's the first dog that is in Davis County. And we've been working a lot with Salt Lake County on different searches and search warrants. Oh my word. Okay. Either of you add this, you tell me, but how does Flash, a dog like Flash being one of two here in Utah, change this work as you're trying to find these types of devices in people's homes you suspect may have them? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, it, it greatly enhances the efficiency for the officers to be able to search. Sometimes these devices are very small and uh, these dogs are able to come in in a more expedited manner and, and hone in on where those devices are, thereby saving the officers a lot of time on search warrants. So. Absolutely incredible. The idea to bring a canine in and to, to train them to find this device, is this a, a, within the last several years, a new thing? Where are we at in the timeline of detective work? It is, it's been growing more and more the last several years, but they're getting more popular. And that B-roll I mean, is awful. it on the sidewalk, getting a tree. They don't even look like devices. So Flash can pinpoint those and help us make investigations quicker. Okay, I'm going to be honest. When I heard that we were doing an interview about a porn sniffing dog, <laughs> I thought, how is this even possible? Can you kind of explain what exactly, I know you said he's sniffing out these devices, but how so? Wait, what? 
how much more can you get into this at this point? I mean, she's already, they've already, I mean, cause I hear right. porn well, sniffing dog and I'm like, dude, that's amazing. He can sniff out pornography, like especially digital pornography, but really he can just smell like digital devices. Right. I mean, he might sniff out an Apple remote. So it's not just right. that the actors and actresses need to be more hygienic. <laughs> they have so, like, their musk yeah. comes through digitally. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Digital musk. <laughs> Well, like, what are they smelling though? In the like, is is it some element that's, that's I've, in I've the that. yeah? Like, what's yeah, yeah. what's the actual thing that differentiates it from? I, I mean, I don't know a, a piece of plastic, a, right? Like, from any, cause well, I, I, I thought say, like a hard drive was just yeah, what plastic and metal and, and yeah, I don't know, my well, microchip, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's that. some commonality or that's right. what I want to find yeah, out. That's right. in there. Uh, maybe we'll find out. Maybe I don't. We'll I don't. Out. I don't think so. All right. So storage devices can contain a lot of information. I mean, they contain images of child pornography or explicit image of other people. They can also contain information relating to financial crimes. Right. So Operation Underground Railroad, or they uh, yeah. are one of the leaders in fighting child exploitation and child trafficking. So they are the ones that sponsored this dog for us. And so we have used them in several different investigations and searches for child exploitation. Already, he's he's found some devices for you, right? He has, yes. He's done great he so far. The so there was one, one search warrant that we went abuse. on that he found several iPads, several SD cards, and a couple thumb drives and a cell phone that we had missed. That you would miss, so you wouldn't have found were it not for Flash. Yes, that's correct. That's absolutely incredible. So tell us too, JC, just a bit about how big of a problem child pornography is, child exploitation, all of that here in Utah and why again Flash is just such an asset to the team. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a crime that our officers are, are seeing more and more of. Uh, I was a police officer for 20 years, recently retired, and in my career I saw it a lot. And it's just, it continues to evolve. We, we have these types of crimes reported in every state. And uh, a, a dog like this that can be a tool on these teams that are specifically going out and cracking down on these types of crimes is, is a great impact for them. Uh, we're happy to sponsor uh, Flash for Woods Cross. We've been able to, we, we actually sponsored 17 dogs last wow. year across the United States that are, that are equivalent to Flash in their ability in 15 different states. And- we All right, we got it. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, <laughs> but dude, like I, I guess I just look at this and and I'm thinking, well, one thing that would be super cool is I love those uh I love those those blooper videos of when like reporters are doing some sort of thing with a wild animal and that animal just bites their face off. Oh, like, those are great. You yeah, you were waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he seems like a nice lady and all, but man, I never right. miss a blooper. Right. The like dog just sniffs out porn in her phone. Uh, right. <laughs> She's like, oh god. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So it's, it's kind of, man, it's like, uh, I, I think that that shows like how, like how, um, and, and this is not a bad thing by the way, but like how invested law enforcement and everybody else is yep. to like seeking this stuff out. And I mean, I guess what is that? Why are we, I mean, child pornography is obvious. Like there's, you know, a huge problem there, but I mean, like it, it just seems like, uh, it's a it's a weird double standard because here in a minute I just wanted to go over some statistics with porn use. We have like the biggest problem with it in terms of like how people are using it and our opinions about that. But then at the same time we have the biggest problem with it in terms of 
so many people are using it. So what is like it? I porn mean, specifically? Like, yeah. Cause, like, cause in a general sense, yeah. Like if you're just talking about porn in general, like a lot of people look at it and then a lot of people say they have a problem with it. Yeah. But I mean, child porn is a different animal. So we could probably right. should differentiate right. the two. Don't call those kids animals, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very empathic. Am I? Yeah. 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 Those, yeah. those kids in child porn. I mean, but I get, I guess my, my thing is it, it, the the use of porn gets very moral very quickly right like there's even more so than than like gun ownership almost like there's no i mean it's funny because people who sometimes use porn they're pretty open about it like where some people are you know and they just talk about it "Eh, whatever you know like i mean you listen to some podcasters and they're just "Ah, whatever you know Mm -hmm. but then uh man like other other times people are very against it and everything i'm not for it i'm just wondering you know, the real problem is not necessarily pornography. It's, I suppose, like all on how it's used, right? right. Like, does, yeah. Doesn't that turn in? That's where the issue comes from, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, it, as opposed, like the, I mean, yeah. Well, again, are we talking about regular porn or child porn? I'm talking about regular pornography. Yeah, then, child pornography, yeah. I think you throw it out the window because it's illegal. It's wrong. There's no yeah. exceptions for it whatsoever. Right. Right. Never okay. Um, but, I mean, like even with our clients, you know, so if somebody asked you or you, Brett, like if somebody just said, hey, um, so, you know, say I have a new person working with one of these guys and they're like, oh, he looked at porn. Like, isn't isn't that isn't he now going to reoffend now or something like that? I mean, and and we have to kind of educate them, but I don't think people understand what role does porn play in like a, uh, a sex offender who's trying to rehabilitate. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, specific to what we do, uh, pornography is like, like I guess anti-pornography stipulations are basically ever present. They're mm-hmm. ubiquitous on probation and parole agreements. And I mean, it's built into our program as well. Like even without, uh, uh, porn stipulation on a probation or parole agreement, we still, for our own reasons that we can get into, you know, we, we, we don't allow for pornography, but it's, it's maybe not for the reasons that people think, uh, there's the idea that, and we talked about this on the, I think the first time we talked about porn is that there's this belief that pornography is like a, uh, like a like a step on the way like towards sexual offending, a gateway drug. Yeah, I wonder about like the. I mean, there's like that famous uh, like Ted Bundy interview mm-hmm. where he talked about like I watch pornography and that where he, that's where it started. I can't remember if that's exactly what he yeah says. That's I, basically, I, I can remember like um, talking about that. Uh, oh gosh, a few years ago, running a group mm-hmm. and one dude like lit up and he was like. You know, so what? So everyone that's watched pornography is Ted Bundy, and like, no, no, gratefully. Oh yes, that's what we're saying. Gratefully, no, obviously (laughs) not. Um, and and I wonder if like that's kind of where that comes from. Is that like is is that the seed of sexual deviance? That oh well, well Ted Bundy was you know a huge dude. I know, I know that had an impact, right? 
on right. on the, the the way that we talk about porn. Right. Like, yeah, that people reference that all the time. And it's right. like it's so it's not just a gateway to sexual reoffense; it's a gateway to murder and necrophilia. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like all manner of awful, terrible. Yeah, porn well, is the hub, is the so gateway. to speak. Right, right. <laughs> well, and yeah. Ted Bundy was, I mean, obviously super manipulative and super intelligent too. Right. And but the you kind of admire him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I don't want to no. say he's my favorite. I'm just, <laughs> but I mean, no, I always, I always just like give credit where credit's due, yeah, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Game recognized game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you, a lot of people give like Charles Manson all the credit. They I'm like do. that dude yeah. never even killed anybody. Yeah, Come weak. On. Yeah, yeah, carved a Nazi <laughs> symbol into his head. Talk like, some hippies into smoking some people. Yeah, everybody's on acid. Yeah. Like hippies. No, I was, I was just thinking about that, like. It's so hilarious because the whole time he's like, no, I'm not I'm not blaming the porn. Then goes on to blame porn for everything that like went into this. He even like at one point, I think he was like, like suggesting he turned into like a demon, like possessed. Do do you think he believed that or do you think he's using it as a rationalization? I think I was watching it and um, that was like hours before his execution. Yeah. And like it was funny. There was. If you watch the whole interview, yeah, there was like a part on there. Go back and watch it. There's like a call, part where th- there's a phone call. And he's like, "Is that the governor? You know, <laughs> is he gonna grant me clemency? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think that that psychologist was coming in there, and um, I don't know, I don't know if that psychologist had an agenda or whatever, but I mean, like it definitely cast a negative shadow on pornography. And my thing is, it, what I want to see is, is like. Okay, is it a problem? Well, I don't know. I don't know. To say in general it's a problem, I don't know if that's necessarily fair. And also, it, it diminishes, like, because the likelihood that you're just ever going to get rid of porn uh, is, in my opinion, kind of a losing way to look at it because it, it eliminates control from your hand. So mm-hmm. if you perceive it to be a problem, which it might be, right? right. I don't know. I don't know right. if it's going to be a problem or not. Um if it's going to be a problem, if you just say we need to get rid of it, and that's the only thing, that's the only solution. Well, good luck. Right. And, and and it takes the control out of your hands and puts it in a fantasy, you know, that says that's never going to happen. So, right. And that's like where, where our world is weirdly at. Like it, like anything we don't like, ban. Like, mm-hmm. oh, guns are bad, ban. Oh, mm-hmm. per, you know what I mean? Like, and that's not, I don't yeah. think that's realistic or effective or rational. Like I, I think about like, Look! Look at individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Look at individual people like making decisions, rather than, well, totally across the board blanket statement. You know what I mean? And and like you say, like, is it a problem? Like, I mean, I I think so, but that like. So just ban it. It, it, mm-hmm. it. It's bad. Ban it. Like that. That's not. I mean, that's been. That's attempted. not realistic or effective, right? It was a First Amendment issue. That Larry Flint. Right. Right. The, the, well, right. The pornographer dude. Right. Yeah. So I was. Uh, <laughs> I had some. Uh, I had some. I wanted to maybe talk a little bit too about like the evolution of porn, like how things, do you guys know who Bobby Hollander is? No. Okay. Don't, you don't start searching him cause then you'll get viruses, oh, okay, but cool. I, I have this. So, um, you've already got the viruses. Or what? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so I, I was listening to Adam Carolla and, um, he had this, this intro. So <laughs> this is, do you remember, 
Do you remember the old Alfred Hitchcock movies or or shows? And he would come out whistling, and then he'd talk about it before the show came. Oh yeah, yeah. So this doofus, he was he was a porn director, right back in the eighties. So I think this clip is from. Oh yeah, it's nineteen eighty three. And he would go well. He does. He does this prior to but it dude, tells you what you're gonna see right but nowadays <laughs> see like okay so so i just want you to think like compare this is 1983 when were you born 87 okay so this is like in the, the era of when we were kids and when likely we would be exposed now we we had the luxury of lack of access right mm-hmm. but just i wanted to look at this and then we compare that to i kind of have a middle of the road like comparison of where pornography is and then oh, like spicy latest. podcast today i know right, right. so oh, but up. this this my friends is is hilarious so 1983 yeah okay let me uh let me cue this this sucker up here hi you thought it was alfred but it's not my name is bobby hollander and i'd like to introduce you to a tape called the personal touch. Now the personal touch is something different in home entertainment. It's strictly adult, it's strictly X, and it's hot. <laughs> it's so hot, it's gonna blow your balls back. It's gonna wanna make you wet your pants. It's gonna wanna make you reach in and grab it. What? It's gonna wanna make you come right on your television. Oh my God, oh, that is crazy. The personal touch means personal touch. It stars Sean and Grant, Sharon Mitchell, Paul Thomas, Ron Jeremy, Dominique, a newcomer to the screen, Gene Hollow. The personal touch was shot on videotape Ooh. to give you the finest quality. Right. Adult entertainment. Obviously, look at this video. It's going to let you, the home viewing audience, get out of your bed, off your couch, out of the bar, and you guys that are watching it in a bar are going to be into the bathroom in a minute. <laughs> Pulling your wang one. <laughs> I don't mean to say it oh, in an obscene way. I love I don't mean to say it in an obscene way. <laughs> yeah, you wang don't. Wang wang. Yeah. Sean Grant in this film who stars you've seen in Penthouse. You've seen in Swank, High Society, Chic, Hustle. You haven't seen her in Velvet. actual High Society. That's obvious. Genesis and <laughs> She's gorgeous. He's looking yeah, me in the eye too much. Yeah, I, I yeah. was just yeah. Say, yeah. That's, that's yeah. my least favorite part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's going to tell you how you can write to her personally. Oh, yeah. And get a free black and white personally autographed photo of her just by sending your name and address. Wow. I'm also it's no hope, it's no joke. Like, this is going And we know. I know. He just keeps talking. Yeah. Ladies, yeah, like really, how many people? I, I mean, they didn't have scrolling back then, obviously. That's right. true. Right. With five on yourself, or do it lubricated. Oh my God. But this tape is designed to make you want to do it. It's directed to you. We hope you blow your nuts off. <laughs> what? Because it was made that way. This guy. And before I blast off my mouth and go any further let me introduce but what do you mean you blast off your mouth you've already done all that yeah. fun fact look at this forced kiss fun fact this girl killed herself later so that's sweet Damn. with an AK-47 nonetheless I will send you a picture and I will autograph it super Damn, that's kind of dark I know right K-I-N-C-A-I-D right so I mean like 
Right. Dude, that is, it, if you think about like. That dude is ridiculous. He's silly. Yeah. Like, can you even imagine? Like, this is this is how, I mean, it was such a production back then. Right. You know what I mean? It was right. such a big deal back then. And, and, and it was. Like, if you. If you were to find that video as a kid, you'd be like, what? It'd be like the, you know, it's like that South Park episode. I don't know. It's they, it's, um, it's like the Lord of the Rings and they, oh yeah, they find a porno. It's so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they think they're returning like Harry Potter, Lord right. of the Rings, whatever. And all the, yeah. I mean, it literally the kids, that's, that's how it was back in the day. You know what I mean? But it, it it's weird because it just doesn't have that same mysticism or value these days, which is, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because the access is so through the roof. Yeah. Now. So, so, some of both. Yeah. Probably like the, yeah. Yeah. You mean, some cause we're both. saturated with it. Right. Well, yeah, you have, you, you don't need, I mean, you don't need to find a video any longer. I mean, it's not like, you know, like an actual tape. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Like, I, I remember when I was, let's see, I was probably eight, I think, the first time. And I, you know, a, a classic story, I like found it un- under my uncle's bed. Right. You know what I mean? And I, dude, I felt like I was in Indiana Jones and the Rage of the Lost Ark. I'm like, <laughs> you know, Wait, yeah, yeah. like I get, <laughs> is there going to be a trap I when I grab this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, <laughs> and then, and, you know, and then I grab and I expect a booby trap to yeah, go off. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon the pun on the booby. <laughs> Zinger. Yeah. But I mean, like, it was just such a, it was just such a, um, you know, a mystery and such and something that like was so out of the character for any kid or anything to have back then. And now it just doesn't have that same feel to it. Maybe just because we're older, but right. I mean, I don't know. You don't, you don't have to look hard anymore. Yeah. Th- this does remind me of like, and I, I'm going to tread lightly here, um, talking to, don't older, get us canceled. Older bro. clients, yeah, yeah, talking to 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 clients of a more advanced age, um, and talking to them, you know, through them or, or or with them through what happened with their charge, and different things, and really just sexual things in general. It reminds me a lot of this, like similar attitudes and and then things that I'm hearing this dude say to like what some of those guys say. Whereas you talk to like a 25 year old now about it and like talking about, Hey, so you know what role has porn played in your life? Drastically different. Like what? Right. His clients were saying, I blew my balls off. Right. Like you just, yeah, uh, yeah. there, there's like a level of like, um, I don't know, like fascination, like fixation in, in such like a, well, creepy. Let's let's call a spade a spade, right? Um, way from from this dude, um, and and hearing some of our older clients talk about some of those things, like it. Th- that's that's for sure what it makes me think of. Like I said, you, you talk to a you know a dude who's I don't know twenty twenty five, mm-hmm. even even a little bit older, thirty. You know, early thirties. Um, it's it's just it's drastically different. There's. There's not because even like th- th- their first exposure is probably still something similar to like what you're talking about, Mace. Mm-hmm. Where like they they found a magazine or they they you know stumbled across a video and there's still this like whoa what what what's here mm-hmm. what's what's this you know, um, but it's like and maybe this is uh, speaks to kind of the p- proliferation the access that we've talked about here right um, that you see like 
It's it's just there. There's mm-hmm. no like mystique surrounding it. It's mm-hmm. just like mm, there it is. It's like the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and just... and and then like the assumption too, where like sometimes you talk to guys and it's and it's clear that it's just been so part of their life mm-hmm. for forever. And they'll say like, well, what's the big deal? It's just porn. It's just it's it's two adults having sex. What what what's the big deal? Well, yeah, and that's why I wonder right. if that's a a good thing or a bad thing because so. <clears throat> But part of it is, you know, like when we were younger um, and you would know this, like, you know, like Mr. B's, you know, down in oh, yeah. downtown Ogden. They, I can't I still can't believe it took him that long to doze that place. Right. And because <laughs> it's empty for what, right. like 10 years. Right. Plus. But that was the yeah. only way that was the only way. That, right. Or I mean, if you just find something or is passed down through generations right. or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Generations. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Think about like that. a like a like a <laughs> family. What? Like yeah. an heirloom. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is gross. Son, yeah, son, my, my uh, grandpappy's pappy had this porno. <laughs> <laughs> my great uncle Jim gave me the personal touch, yeah. and now I'm giving it to you, yeah. boy. <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, it, 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 I don't see that. But it's weird because, in a, in a weird way, it almost gave it more value. If it's yeah. rare and yeah. it's hard to acquire, oh yeah, right. Then it's it's right. more valuable. Now it's more ubiquitous now, right. of course. But right. I, the value of it has gone down. But I don't know if that's helpful with whether or not it's still like a problem. Like that's the whole thing is it's evolved to the point where well, the the problem would be that like if it sort of takes away the mystique or the value of pursuing a normal, healthy sexual relationship mm-hmm. as well. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, so I, okay. So like if we fast forward, I saw this, I don't know what the hell you're going to show us. Yeah. No, 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 no. We don't have anything. I'm, I'm scared. No, Mace no, no, no. I'm Warren scared. selected is, these videos. This right. is just a, uh, this is just a, um, a news article because I thought this was, this was useful for us to talk about. And this was published in, um, <clears throat> December, 15th, 2021. And this is from the the New York Post. So this is Pornhub reveals 2021's most popular searches in America. Now, first things first, if you guys can see this, you probably can, you know, if you're watching or you're listening. But so United States beats everybody as far as looking at porn. Like that's where the most like per capita or that's well, I don't know what sheer. Let's see. What is this saying? It says, uh. Uh, that it's just that's the the adult site further revealed that Americans were the biggest porn consumers on the planet. Brits were made up the second largest, while Japanese placed third, top twenty countries. So this is just where most of the I would just imagine this was the traffic that they logged altogether. Oh so, yeah, so that's what it is. Pornhub is lifting the lid on America's X-rated viewing habits, revealing their website's most popular searches for 2021. The most popular search term across the United States was hentai, a type of Japanese oh, anime. Nerds. Right? All of you. Pornhub revealed that hundreds of thousands of hentai videos can be found on our website, including professional productions, homemade animations made by fans, and 3D generated <laughs> scenes. People are drawing oh, porn and uploading it. Oh, well, gosh. I mean, what else do you do with your time, right? Like, yeah, on mean, an equally bizarre things. and sexy spectrum, the Suicide Squad, Antihero Harley Quinn, was the most searched movie franchise or character, followed by Wonder Woman, Harry, Harry Potter. What? Star what? Wars and Black Widow. Meanwhile, the most searched porn star by Americans was Lana Rhodes. Okay, whatever. Oh, wait. 
Illinois-born actress quit the industry earlier this year and says she now regrets making adult movies. Oh. Okay, good for you. No nudity here, by the way. Uh, Rose, uh, let's see here. I wanted to get to... Okay, here we go. Yeah, most search of 2021. So here's top top porn stars searched. Trending searches, lesbian scissoring, mature milf, <laughs> ebony big, hooters. Hooters? Somebody is searching hooters? Well, think about the terms they're using to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's like... Right. You know, this, boiling it down right to... Right. This is what I thought was... <clears throat> so... Um, Ebony remained the most viewed category of video for the second year running ahead of lesbian and MILF. Searches for the word trans were up 134% compared to last year. According to Pornhub, 67% of American visitors were male, although the share of females users slowly increased this year. The average age of the U.S. Pornhub user was 37. However, sexed up seniors age 65 <laughs> and older over accounted for seven percent of all visitors how do they know that though right like they have to be registered users to access it they must be doing a i don't know that's a good question i mean you have to right are they grabbing your data like from i don't i don't know how that works this is maybe ignorance of tech stuff maybe yeah who who signs up for a porn site like well i mean if you well do you have to sign up to log in and look at videos i I mean i know it's free but no i don't i can't imagine that I don't know. I don't you can just YouTube stuff too. Right. Yeah. I, well, and look, if, if they do base it off people that create an account, that itself is going to be a skewed sample. Right. There's like a, a type of person that does right. that. Right. Look yeah. at this though. Uh, United States top relative searches. Look at Idaho. Well, look at giant. Wait, giant. Giantess? Uh, That's a giantess. huge. <laughs> what? So what? this is okay. Look at this. So <laughs> what is um, this? Montana is so explicit. I can't even read it. I'm not kidding either. Right. It's, it's, it's blurred. Out. And I'm not clicking on that because I don't know where no. it'll take me. Yeah. Good, uh, good plan. California's Asian. You click Montana. Ne- Nevada. It's not. It's for, for the whole thing though. <laughs> Nevada is twerking. Uh, Idaho is giantess. <laughs> Utah's Mormon. Uh, New Mexico's. Stri- oh, wait, no, that's Arizona. Is strip. This can't be. Right. New Mexico. I don't know what it is. Colorado is huge boobs. Uh, Wyoming is hardcore. <laughs> Let's. What are some other ones? New York is foot job. Holy moly! What you doing out there, New York? Wow. Just some of these are so. <laughs> look. Look at Louisiana. Naked women. <laughs> it's <is> generic. <laughs> oh, I think I know what Montana's is. I'm not going to say it. Oh, is it naughty? Yeah. 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 But I mean, so it kind of goes on here. Interestingly, users in Republican states lasted longer on the sites with Pornhub viewers in with Pornhub viewers in Wyoming, Mississippi, Alabama, and Arkansas all reporting an average visit time above 10 minutes. Wow, what a record. However, Pornhub explained that those states may simply have slower internet. <laughs> <laughs> I still use an AOL dial up yeah, yeah. and, and not residents who last longer in the bedroom. What does that even what? <laughs> no, what? this is a scientific study. What? Meanwhile, what the company news article. I was going to say I'm, New York Post. New York Post. I don't know how. Uh, Meanwhile, the company uh, claims Americans are pretty regular when it comes to their masturbation schedule with Sunday. The most popular day for self-pleasure, the website experiences the most traffic in the U.S. around 11 p.m., right before everybody goes to bed. Crack one off before Monday. Notably, Uh. Pornhub experienced a dramatic drop in traffic during February Super Bowl with Americans swapping frisky videos for football. I mean, 
priorities. Wow. Okay, right? yeah, right. exactly. Traffic plunged almost that makes twenty percent. Being American, <laughs> almost twenty percent during the first half of the game, but noticeably picked up back up during halftime. What? Well, it's like if your team's losing, you know, you gotta. Keep your, that is means this that, for real. Yeah, this is wow. real. That means that many naughty NFL viewers snuck away some self pleasure instead of sticking around to watch the weekend perform the halftime Who show. Goes Holy and- cow! Well, they well for whatever reason, I mean, they are. They are for sure tracking this stuff. All right, so right. what do you, what do you, what do you draw? What conclusions do you draw from this? What like because you you're comparing it to the 1980s, like whatever that strangely aggressively confrontational, right? Uh, Jerry Bolander or whatever. Bulls off. You can bull your bulls. <laughs> I mean, think about like the like like anime, and then it was a bunch of like, and maybe it's just the way the article told it. So I don't know if if this is entirely accurate but um like things that are just i mean pornography i would argue like is decidedly not representative of like actual (laughs) human intimacy but this is a step further where it's you know it's 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 anime it's uh movie characters and and especially like fantasy and comic book Related, so we're yeah. getting like further and further. Yeah, like further detached from uh, reality. Dude, like I'm, I'm almost reminded of uh, if you're a fan of The Office. Yeah, cool. Um, and Dwight has the Second Life game, mm-hmm. and he's like in in the Second Life, he he created us his, his Second Life character created a Second Life. <laughs> And and it's like just and, and Jim says something like even just a further detach but from reality. It's like a copy of a copy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So here's here's the thing though that I, I, I kind of like about this, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this. So that that reminds me, I think we we thought about that, and I think of one of our friends that for a period of time, I swear, he was playing World of Warcraft, and it was a problem, right? Mm. Like, it consumed his life. I mean, he was late for work. Right. He never hung out with his friends. Like Had a roommate in grad, grad did, school that did that, yeah. Yeah, didn't have any. Couldn't it date. claims people. Could, yeah, couldn't sure. date girls. I mean, he literally, like, so, and... I mean, whatever. No, no shade on World of Warcraft. What I'm saying though is that's kind of what I'm you were going on. <laughs> shade. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you were referring Put to. The hammer down. That's please. what yeah. you were referring to earlier. Was at the at the point where it starts to interfere with your life. That's where it's a problem, right? right. The encouraging stats that came from that was, did you, I mean, did you see the average user time? Ten minutes. Less than ten minutes. Right. So it's so it's less than ten minutes for the average user time. So what I'm saying is, except for those Republicans. Oh yeah, they're yeah. but that's a little, but they're a little, <laughs> they're a little more than ten minutes. But I'm saying. Yeah. If if most so if the statistics are true and Pornhub's obviously tracking that because that's I mean, they're at the end of the day, they're a business. Right. And they're and they have trying to get to consumers. So that's why they that's why they have that data. So if they know that one day a week is really popular Sunday around 11 p.m. and they know the average user is I mean, I'm sure there's people who are on it much longer than 10 minutes, but um, they know the average user is less than 10 minutes. I mean, if that's one day a week, less than 10 minutes, that really leading to a, ah, a problem point. in your life? You well, know what I mean? Is that really dis- leading to dysfunction in if, your life? If what we're inferring from your statistics is accurate, I suppose not. Right. Well, because I think if you, yeah, it's obvious if you were watching it hours and hours a day to comparative to Second Life or World of Warcraft. Right. Yeah, that would it just by sheer amount of time, it would have mm-hmm. to interfere with like your regular life right. activities. So, in other words, okay, on, on average, potentially, uh, the 
the scope of the problem might not be as big, but I think Brett had an interesting point with like the detachment of it. If hentai is another like ugh, nerds, I don't know. Like <laughs> if, if that's the number one thing, and, and again, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that, I think it's kind of like the other way around. I don't think it's porn that's driving people towards these further detached thing. I think it's that like we're detached. Yes. And as a result, look at right porn. And then you, know? you, you think about like the, like culturally yes culturally and like i don't know about you guys but i'm so sick of hearing like and this was influenced by the pandemic this got worse through the pandemic and maybe that's just just because like we're just so over it just like saturated on covid everything right right? um but like then you kind of wonder like oh did you know people further isolating yeah dude did that further like detach somebody from like actual human connection. It would be interesting to compare this year's porn by state to previous years to kind of like do, do like some trends to see that was, that was COVID increase. That was 2021. Let's take it. Let's look at 2019. I was going to say 2019. Well, I I don't know. But my thing is if that was 2021, that's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it's that again. I mean, I'm just saying average, and obviously there's people using it for much longer than that. But sure. if the average is less than 10 minutes right. and I'm, and again, look, I'm not saying porn's good. That's not what right. I'm suggesting. What, I'm saying that, right. that to the degree that it's interfering with life. I mean, well, you're talking the quantity. We're talking the content, the like, content. Yeah. Uh, here's right. the content though. And this is where I think this is where I think the, the difference in factor comes in is like, you can say, okay. So like before we came down here, I was playing Fortnite with my kid, right? And Fortnite video game, you're shooting people, killing people, whatever. It's just a fun game. You're playing against people from around the world, right? They're all, they're all probably 14 year olds. Okay. So it, I mean, violent you know mm-hmm. i mean your computers and it makes it makes it apparent there's no right. blood or anything like that it's just kind of a fun game now um the so people sometimes say well yeah it's i just detach from reality for a minute get to play this game and mm-hmm. chill out decompress now porn is offering the same thing so it's like the, what's the difference right well the difference is i'm not masturbating to por- Fortnite. you're not <laughs> <laughs> i thought so, it was a fun game well and and the it it appears to me and maybe I'm an idiot uh call me naive but I I would imagine that nobody's watching pornography the, for the plot at this point right, right. I mean nobody's watching but damn this that's a good movie dude right. you know what I mean so nobody's watching it for the plot and they're using it solely as a, a like it as a arousal mechanism reinforcer for purposes of masturbation right. it's a tool right so that's where I think the x factor comes in right and this is to the point like where people start to ask us and, and the the word addiction gets thrown around. Right. Mm -hmm. And pornography addiction. And this gets, I mean, this is something that people debate quite a bit. And, and yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because I'm, I look at it and, um, I don't know. What, what are you guys' initial thoughts on it? I mean, we'll get into it here for a minute, but I mean, the, does it start to qualify for an addiction or uh, well, the colloquial definition maybe, you know, and that it's like something that a person does repetitively cause they like it. But like, as far as like a clinical, the way that maybe the three of us might use the term addiction, I mean, yeah, no, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, I mean, it certainly, you know, pleasure reinforces behavior mm-hmm. and people can use pornography, you know, to the point that 
you know, again, same with like World of Warcraft, you know, the same type of deal if you're late to work. I mean, you can start to have some things that kind of get close to addiction, but I, that that term's maybe not appropriate really for like with with the way we think of addiction when it comes right. to heroin. I mean, the three of us, we see what addiction looks like at Weber County Jail. Right. You know, we, we see what addiction looks like with yeah, like a heroin withdrawal. You, you get a dude on day three of heroin withdrawals and he's. Yeah. So porn just, doesn't do that. So now, yeah. well, hold on, yeah. hold on. Sensei Crease would argue with you, okay, from Cobra Kai. I remember this guy. Okay, I want you to. <laughs> yes. I want you to I've, I've I know, got videos yeah. on top of videos. I knew this All right. Okay. Yeah. So this, I, I know what this is. This is, this is special. <laughs> yeah. So I love. Special. I know what this is. Yeah. yeah. So I've not seen Cobra you Kai. Seen, so uh-uh. you haven't so seen this Cobra isn't, Kai. This isn't Cobra Kai. Brett, get out of here. This right. isn't Cobra Kai. No, this isn't Cobra Kai. I know what this is. You will like this though. When you hear these men talking about pornography, the things they say seem almost unbelievable. But if you listen, by the way, this is like right after the karate kid. So can you imagine like his agent, like how happy he was when, (laughs) Hey bro, they're doing a reboot on Netflix. This guy think of how, I mean, he's doing, look at that guy. I mean, he is so stoked to be in Cobra Kai right now. If he's doing this documentary, holy cow. That's a pretty dope braided belt though. Oh yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's clear that these guys are only demonstrating exactly what social scientists have been finding. Pornography does, in fact, affect the male attitude towards sex, and especially towards women. And because hardcore pornography has now become so mainstream and legitimized, some men don't even mind talking about it on camera. There is no arguing the fact that pornography is a hotly debated issue in America today. When did this come out? There are those this who believe pornography is harmful to their mid-90s and should be censored. Which, of course, offends those who believe that any censorship violates freedom of speech. A freedom we as Americans hold dear. <laughs> Widening the divide. Oh, hey, uh, there it is. The exact clip. Oh, yeah. Serial killer Ted Bundy. And, and, and the issue is how this kind of literature contributed and helped mold and, and shape the kinds of violent behavior. Bundy's claim that pornography influenced his behavior ignited a huge debate over whether there is a cause and effect relationship between pornography and sexual violence. Today, pornography is more pervasive than ever, from the neighborhood video store to your home computer. Since the late 1970s, the pornography industry has exploded into a multi-billion dollar year business. They have exploited every form and of communication. Exploited, exploited, exploited. You know, take it out of the back alley and bring it directly into your home. Ninety percent of all neighborhood video this. stores have a section for soft and hardcore. That poor dude. Oh, he, he knew he's on camera. And satellite deliver pornography directly to the home. A new trend in the adult bookstore industry is the large outlet chain store, usually in the heart of a suburban neighborhood. Behind me is an 18,000 square foot porn store called Castle Superstore. Castle boasts that it's going to have 500 stores nationwide in the next five years. How How wrong were they? (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. So see, this is this is what I'm talking about. Like um, this was so look. This was this was in the 1990s, and this was a uh, this is a, a documentary called "The Drug Called Pornography," and the 
the whole premise behind this was obviously porn's going to take over the world or whatever, but their predictions were, I mean, wildly wrong. Like, I mean, right. they get into the, the internet piece, but 500 stores, <laughs> right. like you do. I mean, that's they, like, they didn't right. take into account the internet. Right. I, I mean, it, did nobody under, I mean, this like you go into a videos and I understand things took out, but like nobody could have predicted this. Like the, if that's true, the did porn blockbuster industry, predict. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> well, they should have. Yeah. If, although if this is so, I, I think it's called, so in Phoenix, Arizona, there's a chain of stores and it's, it's something castle and it's like a porn shop or a sex shop or something, but they're everywhere and they look like a castle is the reason I know this. I, I went to grad school in, well, in Arizona and you, dr- you drive through Phoenix. And You've you obviously just, been in there right, multiple, right, yeah. multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Frequent customer. No, yeah. um, but it's just, it's the weirdest thing. You're like driving down the freeway yeah. and then, you know, you're seeing like your, you know, strip mall and there's a Best Buy and a Target. What's that thing that looks like a castle? What? And it's, oh, and yeah? I remember like, I had no idea what it was. And I was like, what, what, what is that? Because I'd seen a few of them and I was, I can't remember like with a friend or somebody and they're like, oh, it's this chain of, I don't know, I sex shop, whatever. Yeah. And they said, I don't know if this is the same thing or not, but they're all over down there. So really? Still? Yeah. Still to this yeah. day? I mean, 2014, 15, they were. Why would, why would you need to exist? People still go into a store. Huh? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's still know. there's still like a Blue Boutique and a Dr. John. Right. So that's not just porn. That's no, like all right. kinds yeah, of whips and all, chains right. and stuff. Yeah. And maybe it's more that. Well, this, this guy. Oh, true. Yeah, this guy right here, he makes a pretty decent point as far as internet use goes. So let's listen to him for just one second. No, what's he going to tell us about and the internet? And they say that they're mainstreaming pornography to the public. The internet has made all types go. of hardcore and illegal pornography available to anyone with a computer and a modem. Well, we did a survey um, a, a year and a half Al ago Cooper, with MSNBC. PhD. It was the biggest survey ever done with internet sexuality. And we found a, a, a number of very important findings. One of the findings was a significant percentage of people who were developing sexual problems with in their online sexual usage. And this had never been quantified before. And what we found was that 1% in a very conservative definition of people had very serious problems with online sexual compulsivity or addiction. And up to 15% of people had some degree of problems with their online sexual usage. And even the conservative the definition of 1%, when you think about 20 million people in the US go online for sexual pursuits, one percent of that is two hundred thousand people with severe sexual problems with the internet. We think that's an epidemic. It's an epidemic that's unrecognized, and it's something that really needs attention. I'll be at my house, and my little brother's on the computer, and he'll be sending stuff back and forth to people that he meets, and you see yeah. some pretty crazy stuff on there. I think the problem with the internet, and what makes um, what makes it more of a concern around issues like pedophilia, is that these people form their own virtual communities online. That's true. So it's hard that's for pedophiles to find each other right now. But on the internet, there are places that they can go and there are groups that they belong to on the internet. Yeah, that's worse than they ever. They can trade Damn information, right. they can trade pictures, they can trade tips. And they also form a uh. virtual community, which means that they insulate themselves further from larger societal values. So they can say, you know what, this is good. Those guys are all picking on us. This isn't a problem. Back in Greece, they did this all the time. And that insulates them and protects them. It makes them I've more- I've had clients try to um, sell me. Dude, that, yeah. that, that yeah. argument has not changed. And, and, there, yeah, and that shit. method, that method of like, um, of of that kind of underground way that mm-hmm. they're able to to kind of interact mm-hmm. with one another and share these that has not changed right. at all. There's yep. been zero evolution on right. that front. Right. You know We're still I mean? having those conversations with clients. Right. right. That's that's kind of the same exact stuff. Difficult to treat, more difficult to break through the denial, and for them to see it's a problem. 
because they have this community that's supporting their views. And on the computer, you can get a lot of shit. Pictures of 14-year-olds. Yeah, oh, definitely even younger. You know, people Whoa. ask, why is the internet so powerful around this, sexuality? I like this part. And we think that it's something that we call the AAA engine, which has to do with access. It's there 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days yeah. a year, whenever you have an itch. Affordability, you know, the internet is such a vast thing that it this yeah, it was demand, you can get all kinds of sexual pictures and all kinds of oh, stuff yeah. for free. And the third A is anonymity. So people engage in all kinds of things that they wouldn't do anywhere else. They wouldn't do these behaviors, they wouldn't engage in these behaviors anywhere else. And when you engage it in it enough times, there's a concern about whether it desensitizes you to it and whether you're more likely to then take it offline and engage in it offline. What's on the internet? What yeah, so anonymous, free. Mm -hmm. ever present and available right. yeah right. that's definitely so i think so i think like you look at that and this is where this is where so they make a case for addiction here and this is where i wanted to see what your guys's your guys's thoughts were on this because i don't know man like i guess my biggest beef with addiction in general that word is is just so used inappropriate well, that's what i'm right? saying you know what i mean it it will Maybe there just needs to be a different word for it because it can be a problem for people. But like, again, addiction means something different to us because we see what right. addiction looks right. like. Right. So I was kind of looking at this. This was this was from the Surgeon General's report. I wrote, I got wrote because I'm not going to memorize this. They said the most severe form of substance use disorder associated with compulsive or uncontrolled use of one or more substances. Addiction is a chronic brain disease that has the potential for both recurrence, relapse, and recovery. In that respect, pornography addiction is not recognized by the American Psychological Association, APA, as a mental health problem or disorder like drug or alcohol addiction. So, I mean, mm -hmm. DSM-5 doesn't even recognize right. it at this point. I mean, and and That's... I don't know if it, if it necessarily... It's weird, though, because... They have like a caffeine use disorder uh -huh. and and withdrawal. Right. Right. That, that, that almost kills the credibility. Right. <laughs> so this is where I'm. So did they, Come on. I mean, here's the case for it. And I, I have a, I have one rebuttal that I want them to answer because it's just, it's just not the same. Here's my, my biggest thing is, is you start to compare things <clears throat> like caffeine or pornography mm -hmm. or nicotine even, which is, you know, a mm -hmm. really addictive substance or even, um, I don't know, gambling, for right. example, you know, right. that's in there in the DSM five. Uh, you try to start comparing that to opiates and amphetamines. Come on, son. Right. Like it mm -hmm. just is, it's, it's universes apart in terms of the effect on the, the brain chemistry. Brain chemistry yeah. right. right. And that's not to say that like dude hasn't thrown away his fortune, you know, right. and, and, and lost his, maybe even his literal shirt gambling. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and all the things like I can stop when I want to, and, and it's not a problem and I'm in control and they're clearly not right. Like maybe it fits that script. But when you see somebody like, Again, o opiates, like you will die. Well, yeah. yeah so exactly. you withdraw symptoms, like, you know? I mean, and certainly, yeah, pornography and, I mean, masturbation, you know, and I, they're one and the same, I suppose. Yes, they're manipulating brain chemistry and they're activating right. a pleasure right. sense in your mind. The problem is, is that like drugs actually change brain chemistry, right. like long term, you know right. what I mean? To the point where you can no longer release those, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, I don't know, you know, just think of how many times, you know, guys masturbate and or have sex and 
does it ever, I mean, just stop working all of a sudden? Well, I, I guess in some cases, um, sure. Yeah, I actually, yeah, maybe a little bit, right? But, but what about the satiation effect? That's got to be something neurochemical. Sure. Well, so um, the, the one thing, th- that was one thing that was brought up about, I, I brought that up about the, um, do you guys remember that uh, it was a TED, TED Talk and it was about um, uh, a guy named Gary Wilson Pretty controversially, did the great porn experiment. Oh, is this the disease of choice? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he did the great porn experiment, and and he was so his name's Gary Wilson. He died, by the way. So is that what that was? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and he now look, it's there's been some disclaimer on his on his like porn advocates, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) They they didn't they said his, but he he cites this guy uh, Simon Lajeunesse, who's a Canadian researcher, and basically. The reason why he says that the problem is is now that there's unending novelty that's associated with today's porn. That's the biggest. Yeah. So the ubiquity of it is now leading to my access is through the roof. And and so that's where the problem is. So he says he calls this the Coolidge effect, which actually has something to do with Calvin Coolidge, by the way. Oh, good. Google mm. it. Um, nothing sexual it had to do with chickens and stuff. <laughs> <It is. laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it wasn't sexual. <laughs> yeah. But basically they were saying that. The Coolidge effect, it's a biological phenomenon seen in animals whereby males exhibited renewed sexual interest whenever a new female is introduced, even after sex with prior but with prior but still available sexual partners to a lesser extent the effect is also seen among females with regard to their mates so they did some experiments the empirical the original experiments were done with rats and they said a male rat was placed in an enclosed large box with four or five female rats in heat he immediately began to mate with all the female rats repeatedly until he eventually became exhausted or satiated right however um the females like continued to nudge him and lick him and try to get him to you know do whatever. I didn't know rats did it like this, but yet he didn't respond. When a new female was introduced into the box, he became alert and began to mate once more with a new female. So this phenomenon, it's not limited to rats. And so basically they're saying that the Coolidge effect introducing new uh, females, you know, or, or novel females or mates, whatever it is into this, attributed to an increase in dopamine levels and the subsequent effect upon an animal's limbic system. And so, so it kind of defeats the satiation effect at that point, provided that, and, and so porn, I mean, rarely do guys just have a train, you know, unless you're a rock star, I suppose, you just have a a line of girls walking into your room, you know, to the point that you're no longer exhausted. So you condition your brain to respond that way. And then doesn't like, I guess the problem then would be like your external reality isn't isn't mm-hmm. isn't met well isn't right because if you way. just have a, a playlist you know like right. a, i mean if 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 for those of you who never looked at like it's it's essentially the same thing as like youtube right i there's i have my video that i'm currently watching but then there's suggested videos and there's an endless amount i just right. it's one click and here's a new girl that's on there you know and i and then so they're suggesting that that novelty effect is what's like activating some of these things that kind of lead to the addiction mm-hmm. but that's what i'm saying I mean, and this 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 next part of this video makes it eh, a decent call for it, but that's I wanted to get your guys' take on this, being clinical professionals and all. When we hear the word addiction, we usually associate it with a substance like alcohol or drugs. Yet pornography, even though not an ingestible substance like cocaine, seems to be used by many people in a compulsive drug-like way. In fact, many pornography addicts exhibit the same symptoms as drug addicts, such as tolerance, the need to have a harder and harder dose. Dependence, becoming dependent on your drug of choice and withdrawal. 
the fear of the physical pain. He's in the dumpster looking for pornography. He's robbing the store to get porn. But how can pornography, something that is not ingested in the body like a drug, be addictive? How can certain activities that do not involve a drug, like skydiving, eating, or sex, cause such a higher mood alteration? What we realized in the early 70s, when endorphins were just being discovered, was that the capability to get high lies naturally within all our brains. We now understand that non-drug-related activities or experiences can stimulate similar chemical Shred reactions mountain, inside bro. the brain That's crazy. that Look mimic at that. the action of drugs. The key to understanding how all... By the way, dude, like this poor sap, can you imagine? Like he had an agent at one point or another and his agent was like, dude... I got you a gig, bro. Right. right. That guy has never worked another day in his I life. I was going to say, he can like almost not show his face in public. Look at yeah. that guy. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> so he's the porn the guy. Yeah, yeah. The movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Get the hair, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I recognize always, that hair. I always wonder how that, how that goes. Like when, you, like when you go to a studio executive and you're mm -hmm. like casting for a movie, right. you have to give a resume, right? And I, right. I assume that resume has your roles that you play. Right? Like, That's your role. This guy's right. perfect. Can you imagine if you were in human centipede and you were the middle person and that was your one role? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I work well with others. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you were you were oh, the the okay. middle of the human centipede. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll give you a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's so high as a curve. Well, what about the casting call for like the able assessment? Oh, I know. You yeah. know, yeah. those yeah, yeah. yeah, natural chemicals in our brain work. These natural chemicals are called neurotransmitters. One of the more well-known neurotransmitters are endorphins. Neurotransmitters are produced inside the many billions of brain cells, stimulated by electrical impulses from the nucleus of their home cell. Okay. Neurotransmitters are released into the synapse. We know this. These Dude, that's exactly how it works, too, right there. All highs and they look exactly like that. Yes. Even when that's drugs a, are taken, a, still these that's a live chemicals shot. that are responsible for the high. Drugs only create a situation for these neurochemicals to overstimulate. Activities or events can also stimulate the release of these neurochemicals. The excitement and danger of risk-taking cause the natural release of the neurotransmitter dopamine into the synapse, creating the same high Dude. as cocaine. The phrase adrenaline junkie is actually quite appropriate. The pain and stress involved in bodybuilding Watch causes his ponytail. the natural release Look at this. of neurotransmitters oh, called nice. endorphins. Dude. Creating a sense of euphoria. You gotta have some balls walking to a gym looking like that. Not be that big, though. Who's gonna say something? Yeah, true. The pornography experience also triggers the release of powerful mood altering neurotransmitters. The elements of addiction that we've worked with over the past 20 years that compel people to repeatedly engage in compulsive pleasure seeking activities are arousal, relaxation, and fantasy. Now, of all the tools for addiction drugs, gambling, skydiving, and television. Sex addiction seems to combine these elements with more frequency and more intensity than any of the other activities. While looking at pornographic imagery, excitatory neurotransmitters are released that poor guy. causing the body to become extremely energized, just like the high of cocaine. It gave me like an adrenaline rush, like I was doing speed or something. It feels like this incredible charge of life flowing through my veins. It's like getting a rush in the arm of adrenaline. At the height of this energized state, orgasm occurs, causing the release of endorphins, which create relaxation and euphoria. So right there in the pornographic experience, we have a synthesis of arousal, relaxation, and fantasy unparalleled in any of the other addictions. 
We now understand that the pornography experience can trigger natural neurochemicals in the brain just as powerfully or perhaps even more powerfully than the drug experience. Yeah. So mm. here's, okay, here's what I, this is, I guess, now it, so again, if you go back to addiction, I, I could say, look, anything that you're doing compulsively, right, where, and and for definitions, like compulsive is, I know I know that what I'm doing is causing problems for me, but I feel compelled to do so, almost so like I, I can't control it, right? That's what compulsions are, kind of different than impulsive behaviors. So I'm just doing it, mm-hmm. even though I even though I know, like impulsive behaviors, I'm not really thinking it through. I just do right. it, whether or not it causes problems for me. Impulse buy is not necessarily a bad thing, whatever. Compulsive, I know it's bad for me, and I continue to do it. And I'm not calling, not bad in terms of pornography is morally bad. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you already know it's causing problems in your life, whatever those problems are. It's leading to some form of impairment. And I still I still feel the need I have to get I feel like I can't control it. Right. Right. It's, it, it, I know it's maladaptive. I know that this is problematic. For me and, personally. and I want to stop. And I, yeah. And I, exactly. Yeah. But I can't. But the difference here is so. So the obvious answer is, yes, of course, a certain frequency of that could interfere with your life just on a sheer timetable. Right. And yes, I think it could start to, I guess, depending on reinforcement, help you develop maybe um, an unrealistic sense of what's supposed to happen in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, like if you look at normal sexual interactions, they're pretty boring for the most part. None of those are going to make it on Pornhub, you know, or anything (laughs) like that. Like if you if you put a camcorder in your room, trust me, it ain't making it there. All these are very much a big production. Look no further than Bobby Hollander. (laughs) (laughs) What a pioneer. So, so yeah, it can, it can. And then I think that to some degree, sure, you may you may not experience as um, much pleasure or arousal because it isn't so produced. It's kind of like, meh, you know, it's kind of meh when it comes to, oh, this is what sex is, you know, so you have an un- unrealistic expectation. I I don't think anybody's ever gone into withdrawals after. Not, right. That's right? what so, that's the big piece. And here's right. the thing. This is this is where like you could also never overdose on pornography. You could certainly frequency wise, you know, like, mm-hmm. so think about our clients sometimes right. they're using five balloons a day of heroin sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, meth five, six times a day. You, you could, could hurt yourself. Right. You, you could overstimulate yourself. You could increase, yeah. increase the frequency, how many times you're actually looking right. at pornography and certainly the duration, right? The, the well, guy you, that, you know, it's been hours a day and this is work. Yeah, right. You could chafe a little. So when we're looking at problems, <laughs> we are always asking like when we're, especially when we're talking about symptom reduction, we're talking about a few things. We're talking about frequency, intensity, and duration, right? Yeah. You can increase frequency, you can increase duration, but how do you increase intensity? Drugs, I can take a higher more. dose. Yeah. Right. I can take more, and I can in, I can use them in different ways. If initially I was smoking it, now I snort it. If right. it's, now I snort it, now I slam it. You know right. what I mean? How do you increase the dose of pornography? I mean, you just have is multiple screens. That's what I would say. Well, yeah, is that the novelty? Because how often do you hear that from a client? And this... It, I guess I want to be clear about something like just because one dude experiences that doesn't mean that that's indicative of the whole, right? But how often do you hear a client say something like, well, it started just with that and then I needed something. Started with the Sears catalog and with child porn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like as as dumb as that sounds, like, you know, I I know you've heard a client say. I've heard that. Not necessarily that. Not like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and again, that's not indicative of. 
the whole, and I think that's where, um, like between like whether it's addiction in general, like mm-hmm. it, maybe it's just like, uh, we need to be more rigorous in our thought as humans that, okay, because this happens this certain way, that doesn't mean it happens that way every time, all the time. Like addiction is varied. Right? Like, like in other words, like it's not necessarily like these components mm-hmm. have to 100% line up in this exact ratio right. for it to and, be addiction. And it will always happen that way. And that's how it's always going to go. And that will always be the consequence or the result. Right. Well, right. And I think, I, I mean, again, I think it boils down to this, like, you know, I still, I, I'm still drawing a blank on the dosage. Like, I don't think you can increase the dose of porn. Well, no, you know yeah, what I mean. Not, you can just add, way. you yeah. can just add more to it, and then it's it, more. Like, in if the we had right. to fill the blank, it would be the in, the intensity, the ramping up still. Right. But no, it's it like we, you only have so much input. You're you're watching like you have, you, you could have like five porn videos going. Say, so uh, that's know, what I'm saying. Like watching but, all these so, monitors. So, so I think you're starting to think about, about addiction, and I th- okay, this is where again it misses the mark because when it, it takes the control and and it moves it a little bit in terms of how you would deal with it. Because I mean, when you're dealing with somebody with like a, a opiate use disorder, man, the, the chemi- their biological ecosystem has legitimately changed to right. the degree that they need to go through withdrawals, potentially be on medication, medication, assisted treatment, something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, and the same doesn't go for porn. What are you going to do? Watch Cinemax, you know, right. like <laughs> you right. dial it down. There's like, not a Vivitrol shot for right. <laughs> so, pornography. Yeah. So it, it just using the word addiction, I think it, 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 it takes away from things that legitimately call for a, a much more right. increased medical intervention, right? That's where I, I have a problem with using it that way. Now, it's not to underestimate the problems because, I mean- can still cause phenomenal problems for sure. somebody, right? I mean, it, I was so that that study kind of it pointed out basically that, um, and they did a some of the advocates. There's another study that was put out by the National Institute of Mental Health, and they were t- I can't remember the name of the title of it. Is really one of those journal titles. It's five years long, so, but it, it, one of the things it said is they were trying. They were advocating for getting pornography addiction into the DSM five. Say that again. They were doing what? Advocating for to get pornography addiction in into oh, the DSM five, right. and basically, what we we're saying was like pornography use kind of indicates a two hundred percent increase of dopamine above baseline, right? But I mean, methamphetamines like twelve hundred percent increase. Say it's, yeah, you know, it's not even again. It's not even in the same. So universe, we just need right? a different term for it, <clears throat> right? Then. Well, it's, well, I, I think we. Does it have to be an addiction? Couldn't it be just disorder? Well, yeah, we yeah, have a. Maybe that's well. They they yeah. moved yeah. away from those things because of stigma or whatever. Well, damn it, whatever. They have but I mean, the, I yeah, like porn either. use. What 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 do they call alcohol use? Alcohol well, use disorder. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What's it called? Like what? Alcohol use. Yeah, disorder. Alcohol, yeah, well, then why wouldn't porn use disorder just count? Because right. I, is isn't it just more of a compulsive disorder? Not necessarily. Well. That's what I'm saying is maybe, I don't know. This is how you might treat it. Like, you know, I mean, and we know this, like, yes, I mean, this is not a knock on dopamine or anything. Like, dopamine's <laughs> a great thing, you know, like screw, it's screw dopamine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I hate dopamine. The, the anti-dopamine yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's just like <laughs> why, why human beings even like sex, you know, is because right. it feels good. And it's, you know, it's why food is so crazy right now, but right. even food, like we were never meant to eat a McGriddle ever. Like our <laughs> doesn't exist in nature. <laughs> right. It's like, does that mean yeah. you find me that tree? Yeah. yeah. Like your, <laughs> your McGriddle taste buds tree. were not evolved to eat a McGriddle. 
little, but it, right. it does tell you, hey, this is important. Um, and it, it tastes so good. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking. So is that a parallel then? It's, it's like the McGriddle is to food as like penthouse is to porn, <laughs> well, like, penthouse. Just sex, <laughs> just sex, yeah, whatever the popular porn mag is or what mag, <laughs> mag, mag? <laughs> they even have those. I was born in the eighties. No, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just hearing a, a, a beastie boys lyric. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom, mom tickle me my best, best porn no mag. mag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm reminded of, um, this is really stuck in my head. Uh, years ago, uh, over at the jail years ago, um, <laughs> it's it's when there was I can't remember what the the programmer it was it was like the state women's uh, sore uh, yeah that mm-hmm. one uh, for substance use um, and so these are females that have been sentenced to prison and uh, as part of the prison sentence they um, got moved to Weaver County uh, to do a substance use program right um, well uh, there had been I guess some some problems. Uh, um, and uh, one of our uh, clinicians had had helped kind of bridge kind of the gap um, with some kind of screening tools and different things to to get this program up and running. Um, shout out Nita, begrudging, holla, holla. begrudging. I give I give Nita so much crap if it feels right that I should you know publicly say Nita's cool. Well, she'll probably yeah. listen to this because I give yeah. her she's crap. Gonna, she's gonna hear you saying that. all day long, yeah. three days a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, but I remembered. Um, uh, an inmate telling Nita that she felt like the the clinician that had been previously running the program, um, like just didn't get where they were coming from, right? And and it's it's common that we hear from clients. How often do you hear from a from a client? Um, you don't know what my life has been like, you know, mm-hmm. and I think just because we're on the other side of the desk uh, or the room that you know we've lived just this cupcake cherry life that's the implication yeah and and have never experienced you know hardship and arguably like yeah i haven't experienced the hardship that a lot of our our folks have um but there's almost this level of like you got to prove it Mm -hmm. right like you gotta like show me that you're legit right is this where you tell us that so you got this from clients and so you did a month-long dive into porn yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) we accept you brett for the guy you are he's like a (laughs) pornography version of super size right yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) no um but increasing my empathy we're actually coming that that direction (laughs) oddly enough um but so this so this uh um this client of ours had uh and probably pretty confrontational manner had called out this other therapist saying something like, well, what makes you think you understand my addiction? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and if she's in prison for substance abuse charges, drug charges, like presumably she's had a long history of like, probably wouldn't be out of bounds to say like, she's lost custody of children. She's lost family members, like all I mean, kinds of problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we see that stuff all the, all the time. Right. Um, and this therapist said something like, well, I understand because I'm addicted to chicken nuggets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and, and here's the thing. Like, maybe she maybe she genuinely does, you know, binge eating disorder. Maybe she does have a, you know, that, eating no, disorder she some That variety. sure fell flat, didn't it? <laughs> right, yeah. right. And maybe she genuinely does. And she said something like, I just can't, you know, pass Wendy's without picking up some of those oh, spicy no. nuggets, whatever. I don't know what she said. <laughs> the um, client's just like, I hate you. <laughs> right. But, but those, those are two very different things. Yeah. Right. And again, not, you know, eating disorders are very real and, and problematic in many different ways. Right. Um, and and another thing, like, 
I mean, who's to say like, oh, this is worse than that? No, because one could be, you know, somebody could have a low level drug problem for years and it would never escalate to the level that an eating disorder would for somebody else. Likewise, uh, people probably aren't dying um, in <laughs> withdrawal from. I hope not. Right. From, <laughs> from an overdose on McDowell, maybe a yeah. heart attack. Right. But 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 different thing. You know what I mean? And so maybe that's the point. It's just that it's it's different. Like we yeah. try to lump all this right. in together. And, and Mace, I've heard you talk about this in a different category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That like if everything is like I've heard you talk about this like with sexual assault, right? Mm-hmm. Where like if everything is sexual assault, you know, like, oh, you know, somebody made somebody feel uncomfortable. That's sexual assault. Well, m- maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But that's not the same as rape. Exactly. Right. And I and that's what I'm saying. If everything's addiction, then nothing's addiction. Right. So my whole point behind mm-hmm. that is, is I, I personally, I think. Um, if you call it it, I mean, I, I, the word addiction again is hardly ever used anymore. Anyway, they're right. moving it to substance, substance use disorder, use which yeah. again, I mean, I don't know. I know there's stigma attached to addiction, but I'm like, okay, well, how long is it going to be before substance use disorder has a stigma? I right. mean, we're the ones who put the stigma there right. for right. God's sake. Our right. culture is very fond of wordplay. I know, yeah. but you, yeah. d- you just move it and then you all of a sudden it gets, well, how long then does that one, right. you know then, what I mean? Then substance use, use disorder is pejorative. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So yeah, then they just circle back to addiction. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we recycle it. Right. Well, but so my point there is, I think you do a disservice to the client when you miscategorize what it actually is. Mm-hmm. If you over my treatment plan is going to change if I for a client who I think has maybe I don't know a few compulsive problems or impulsive mm-hmm. problems for that matter versus a full blown addiction to something. Like my right. treatment plan is right. different. Right. So you call it that, and then it turns into something that it's not, and then that's where you know, like prior to this, we were talking about this. Like sometimes clinicians just overestimate what's going on with this, mm-hmm. and the client needs to be an inpatient rehab. When right. in reality, no, probably not. Right. So I'm not saying it's not a problem morally. I I think it's pretty neutral. You get to make your own determination on right. whether porn's bad or good. Right. The question I have is: Is it causing problems in your life? And if it if it is, let's let's discuss the degree of those mm-hmm. problems. That's and, our job, as right? That's it. That's right. it. And develop a treatment plan. But I mean, just doing these blanket terms: pornography, addiction, sex. It just makes right. it so. And plus, people who don't. It makes also the other side of it who like totally disagree with it. You know, uh, you know, like sex health therapists or something. Right. Man, it's just as an endless debate. And I'm like, well, there are dudes with problems, though. Right. For sure. Right. And I don't care what the issue is. Can I just talk to those guys? Right. right? Rather than tell it's them. It's all addiction. Don't kink shame. It's like, right. Right. Look, just. Well, yeah. and, it, and it gets to like kind of a weird flip of like a value imposition. Right. Right. Like, yeah. so, so to, to unpack some stupid clinical jargon, right. Like a value imposition. Like, so I'm an active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. I can't say, you know what, guy, as part of treatment, I think you need to read the Book of Mormon. Right. 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 Even if I, at my core, believe, hey, I I think this is good for me. Right. I think it's be helpful for him. You had an LDS client. Yeah. Like maybe you're having a conversation. And, yeah. And, and the client said, Hey, I would like LDS values in corporate. Right. 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 Like exactly. I'll, I'll tell my clients, like exactly. when they, when they start bringing up church stuff, I'll say like, Hey, look, I speak the language. I'm an active member of the church. I'm not your bishop though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not like no, no part of, you know, if you say like, Oh, I'm not living church standards. Oh, well, off with your head, you're out of treatment, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't do that. Like, I'm, I'm going to lose my license if I do that. And I shouldn't do that either, right? Right. Um, but the other half of that is, like, if I, if if I like, to your point of, like, the highly, like, 
sex positive therapist, like maybe they start to impose those values exactly. then. Right. And and the whole point of like effective therapy is, you know, we talk endlessly about, we have to meet the client where they are. Right. Right. And I can't, I can't impose my values on them, whatever those values are or aren't. I'm here to look at, Hey, we, we need to improve your functioning in your life. Exactly. Right. Like that's, that's the core. Like let's, let's help you feel better. Let's help you do better in your life. Well, right. And that's, so this is my pitch to that is because think of how, like I had two clients and, um, the one most recently, like he, he said he had really hard time with pornography and, and his was pretty bad. I mean, he was talking to me about, he watched it for sometimes eight hours a day Whoa. and yeah. right. And it would, it would really consume his life and it affected his ideas about sex and stuff like that. And then he went to prison. So he offended, he had a pretty violent offense by the way. And then he, and then he offended and went to prison and then he came back out now. Um, nice enough guy. And he was able to, um, you know, acquire a lady friend in the meantime, you know, while he's out there, disclose his offense, totally sure. cool with Old it. Deal. Yeah. A few months go by and then comes the time for him to, you know, become intimate with her. And when he came to session, he was pretty terrified of this because he brought to my attention. He's like, I couldn't get an erection. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of scary. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so then I talked to him about that and I'm like, OK, well, I mean, I don't know. You're an older guy or right. late 50s. Maybe it's, you know, ED. So when I talked to a doctor, he got prescribed Cialis or whatever, you know, took that. Still didn't work. Right. Hmm. Still couldn't get an erection, terrified. And then he got so terrified of this, he went back and looked at porn, which was kind of a weird subcategory, nothing illegal, but sure. looked at porn and then was able to get an erection and <laughs> masturbated and then had an orgasm. So then I'm like, he broke his brain. Right. So yeah. what yeah. I'm saying is, is, is okay. Psychologically, something's up there, right? Sure. Has to be. Right. Um, okay. So for me to just, and he says, I've got, I have to deal with this. This is a huge problem. Obviously sure. it's a problem. Yeah. So what am I going to do? Nothing about that is inappropriate or unhealthy. You can look at it whenever you want. Like that, yeah, that's what I'm going to tell you. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm yeah, going to tell absolutely. you. Like, right. yes, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Mor morally or whatever, there isn't a problem. I'm telling you, this guy is coming to me and he's suffering with this issue. Right. So to me to just shit all over that and say, no, <laughs> nope, it's not real. Nope. Nope. Fake nope. news. You it's know, all in your head. Right. Come you on. Start man. where the client right. is. Right. right. Yeah. Saying. So right. I think yeah. people listening to this, what I would say is, I mean, the quality of life for addiction, you make the call on that. Addiction is a meaningless word these days right. anyway. So, but for the love of Jehovah, just re recognize where the problem is with the client. Start where the client is and develop your treatment right. plan accordingly. Right. Clients do the same thing. Right. Like, you know, don't, don't say I'm addicted to, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's just not say, here's the issue that it's causing. <laughs> Let's work on that issue. Right. Real simple. Right. So, I don't know. You have the last word. Yeah, I wanted to say something. <laughs> hit it, hit it, Jeff. I just had a no a realization, man. That dude, that client of yours. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you the average viewing time on Pornhub was probably two minutes. Yeah. That guy bumped it up to ten by himself, right. eight hours a day. Why right. do they throw those outliers out? I don't know. Right. That was my that was my wonderful thought. But yeah. no, I, I'm I'm with you guys. Start where the client is. Don't inject mm -hmm. your values on them. Let's quit trying to find the cool word to make it fit. Right. Yeah. Um, that yeah. all we want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for coming, man. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. We got to do this Appreciate again soon, huh? Chat. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that was a good chat. And that about does it for this episode of the Gorilla Social Work Podcast. 
If you haven't already, take a couple of seconds and give us a five-star rating. Keep those three and four-star ratings to yourself. I mean it. And those of you who are thinking about a one-star rating, come on, bro. Don't make it weird. Please reach out to us at gorillasocialworkpodcast at gmail.com. And please help us grow by sharing with family and friends. We'd love to stay and chat, but we're lying. Good night.